Good afternoon and welcome to the expansive live podcast uh, happening every Wednesday at 3 p.m. South African Standard Time. Uh, my name is Eric. I'm coming to you from Johannesburg in South Africa, a very, very cold Johannesburg, might I add. And of course, as always, I'm joined by my ever elegant co-host, Mr. Not ever elegant co-host, Mr. John Sonne. <laughs> What's up, everybody? How you doing? How to, uh playing around with using different words to introduce me like <laughs> super duper. No, just kidding. How's it? How's it, everybody? Uh, great to be here. Coming in live from Cape Town. Uh, also a very chilly and cold Cape Town here. So really looking forward to this. Uh, Eric and I have been experimenting and trialing new things. In fact, I had a friend of mine, Mark Kornberger, if you're listening, what's up, dude? He was telling me that uh, all of a sudden saw the short podcast that Eric had put up. He says, are you guys doing singular podcast now and i'm like no no we're just experimenting trying new things and trying to figure out what's really working with the marketplace uh, we initially started this podcast specifically not bringing people on to interview because we felt like every podcast was an interview we wanted to have a conversation but now that we've been having a conversation for the last 71 podcasts uh we thought like what else could we do how else could we add value and how else could we grow our listenership so if you have any ideas if you're listening to this whether it's live or on the podcast if you have any ideas any suggestions please share them with us because i think it'd be great to crowd share or crowdsource uh, any new ideas to grow the brand and grow the expansive uh, ideology and message that we're trying to get out there so all yeah, good listen, here in Cape Town, um, Eric. I've been, I've been uh, inundated yes, yes. With, um, with messages from people saying that they, like the solo episode has been like the highlight of the past 72 episodes. It's weird, man. Is, your, like... mom, is your mom still <laughs> calling you and listening to the podcast? That's your wife, your mom, and your brother. When well, you that's the listenership. There we go. Like, yes, 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 yes. The and family Mark. WhatsApp group has been going mad with your singular experimentation. Look, it was very good. Eh? I mean, you've got a voice for radio and a Thank face you. for TV, Eric, and a face for TV <laughs> before you get any clever ideas. Um, okay, so let's uh, cool. jump Listen. into this week's... Uh, Yes, yes, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, so um, for those of you um, new to the podcast, this is all about how can we expand the way that you think, the way that you do business, the way that you live your life. And of course, this is all about us being on that journey ourselves. And today we'll be sharing a bit more about John's journey to Ironman, which is happening this Sunday. And uh, I'll check in with you to see how you're feeling for it in a bit. Um, but before we get to that, we have this new like little structure that we're trying, right? So we're saying hello. So we've ticked that off. Uh, we've, uh, have we have to told tell them? everybody, Eric. It's, like, <laughs> it's, a, it's the first the time. It, it's the secret structure <laughs> behind the podcast. You can't bring it to the forefront. You don't wear your underpants on top of your pants, Eric. You wear them underneath your pants. So now you're wearing your bra on top of your shirt. Okay, yes, the point. Jeez, Eric, this is this is terrible. <laughs> Okay, so the first one, hello. Yes, hello, everybody. It's a yes, tick great. box. Okay. Cool. Box. What's Second next? one, personal <laughs> story, Eric. Why don't you share a personal story? This is terrible. This is not why I oh, described man. it to happen. Yeah. <laughs> okay, give a, very us a personal big, uh, story. There's a very big uh, gap between uh, reality and execution or, or intention and execution, usually. Okay, let me start um, with my personal story. <laughs> I, I record this podcast and I worked diligently on building a structure for it. And then the muhu on the other side of the mic, he went and told everybody that we had built the structure. <laughs> That's my personal story for the week. Oh Excellent. my God. 
yeah. Um, yeah, listen, so, so my personal story for the week is that uh, it seems like my book might be only coming out in 2022. I've been speaking to the publisher. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and we're just kind of thinking like at this stage, like, do we want to do a late publication into sort of like October, November, or do we just want to like leave it for the new year energy to kick off? So at this stage, I, I, I still want to chat to you about it as well, but I'm kind of thinking maybe Jan 2022 might be a better start for the book. Why? Um, what are you waiting for? Why? Why? Why the delay? Well, well, it still needs to be written, obviously, like a big part of it. And oh, like partly like. I thought you finished writing it. No, there's like this. There's still a rewriting that needs to happen for it. And I think ultimately, like when I'm like, I've done a December launch for a book. Have you? Um, I think yes, your books are mostly like one, mid. But you can't count the last one because it was COVID. Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just like, it's typically like, it seems like a very good time to launch a book into December, but it's actually not a very good time to launch a book into December. So like, I, I, well, I think, I think November, one, it depends December, what type. No, but I think yeah. the type of book I think is important to understand like fiction and that sort of stuff. Uh, uh, is better for December because people are relaxing. They don't want to be reading mm. leadership stuff. Jan, Feb, obviously into the leadership stuff. But remember, you know, December, you're competing against, you don't know who, a Barack yeah. Obama can uh, launch a book and uh, mm. then, you know, he eats up all the oxygen. So it just depends what book, when, how. Look, mm. my thing always is or launch as many as you can as often as you can. You're always creating more space for more thinking. You're having an opportunity to PR yourself and talk to the world about something new. So, but that, that's the difference between you and me. And just for the listeners to understand is that I send 55 suggestions about what we should do at the podcast. And I always get a, but no, 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 we can't do this, 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 and this. Uh, <laughs> we always have this, this uh, Jekyll and Mr. Hyde happening here. It's like, um, let's do this, this, and this, and this. And Eric's like, no, 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 no. Let's just think about it more clearly. Let's tick boxes. Let's make sure we go through the process. <laughs> and this is exactly the thing. I'm on book number eight. Eric's second book is delayed for a year just because I don't know why you don't realize that all your well, stuff is whoa, whoa, whoa. If you're counting co-authored books, then I'm on, on book number three. Okay, okay, fine. I, I can so hear you three. counting co-authored books there. I just wrote a post on social media about it. That's why I know it's off the top of my head. But this is the thing is that I, I'm just launching nonstop and you're like, okay, no, 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 we need to think about it again. And I suppose this is just mm. our different personalities and this is what makes the podcast cool because I'm all the way out there and you're like, okay, calm down slowly, private. Uh, but that's cool. That's uh, that's the fun thing between us. Okay, so cool, that's dude. your personal news, right? So 2022. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, for now, I'm, okay. I mean, I'm still contemplating. Um, 2023, listen, then. okay. 2023. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah. let's get into the topic for the day, which is uh, we need to speak about a bit about your journey from, uh, you know, being a extremely lazy, like unmotivated <laughs> uh, <laughs> person that hardly ever exercised to now being yes, this yes. Iron Man. You know, like yes, uh, yes, yes. I saw over the yeah. over the last week, you posted your your like one kilometer oh, time. And eight, uh, eight kilometer, yes, yeah, yeah, but your time over one kilometer for eight yes. kilometers. Mm. And mm. I was like, mm. I have to say, I was really impressed, it was super fast. And thank you, um, yeah, like, I'm thank you, I'm quite keen to hear what you've learned about going from mm. slow to fast. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down, <laughs> look, I think, I think the truth is, is that well, I mean, there's different realities for everybody, but the truth for me was, I was always super fit, I was always training, I was always busy with something, and then COVID happened. And then I don't know what, I just I just ate. I was at my mom and dad's farm. I, I didn't exercise that much. You weren't going out. You're like, it was a bit of a miff time. Mm. So 
I put on quite a bit of weight, which I'm still kind of getting off. So yes, uh, in this context, you might be a little bit right because I did come from a place of not really exercising because of COVID and then really jumped into it. Well, I mean, ultimately, I made the decision at the beginning of the year, mm. fueled by our word of the year podcast. And mine was all about reinvention. And I wanted to think about reinventing my business, which I'm building modern wisdom and building that curriculum for that uh, in relationships. Uh, I haven't really invented reinvented anything in relationships. <laughs> I've got to get back to that one. And then as far as my body is concerned, I've, I reinvented the ability, the capability and skill set that I wanted to build for a new something. And what was exciting me a lot was this ability to really push myself into a new level of fitness. Now, being an ex-Joburger, and if anybody doesn't know anything about Joburgers, most Joburgers are gym bunnies because there's really not much else to do. Uh, you can't really go around running around and doing other things you can but i mean it's just safer to be inside a gym and so i've always been a gym bunny i've never really gone into the process of pushing my body into the fitness space and so for the last six months you know there's been a constant process of weekends training and initially really being sore for the rest of the weekend and napping because you were so exhausted from all the work that you've done over the week and we initially started off with 40 kilometer cycles and sort of seven kilometer runs and then that increased slowly to slowly slowly incrementally to 80k cycles of 15k runs mm -hmm. and you know it's now almost uh it's it's normal for me to think about doing a 90k cycle and uh 21k run and, and these sort of things is really normal and just by the way I suffer from vertigo. So I tried swimming. I swam a lot inside the pool in my complex and I was doing really well. And then I went into the ocean and I got seasick. And so I took some medication and I went again and I got seasick again. And I was really distraught because I thought I wasn't going to be able to enter the Ironman because I wasn't doing the swim because I just couldn't. I felt sick. I wanted to just bring up. And and then this year, they've just somehow created a, a rule that you don't have to swim because people didn't have opportunities to practice and train because of COVID. So it's a bit of a luck and it's not a true Ironman. It's more of a duathlon, not a triathlon. Mm. But I just suffer from vertigo and, and actually post Ironman, I'm going to go and see an inner ear specialist to try and relook at my balance to try and figure out if I can sort it out. So the next Ironman, I can actually swim because in my pool, I can do the distance. It's in the ocean that I just felt really queasy. So look, it's been an incremental process over the last six months. And now we're here. And I want to give a shout out to Embark uh, and Steve Atwell, the guys that I've been training with. They're really, really great. Steve is fantastic. And he's really, he's done so many Ironman and so many half Ironman that for him, it's just a, a, another process. So he incrementally changes your training. And also, I want to give a shout out to technology because through certain apps, you're able to measure um, your distances, your PBs, your personal tests, uh, what your personalized program is. And Steve always puts that into all these different apps that you have to work with. So there's been a lot of help around trainers, uh, nutritionists. I, which, which specific apps, apps do you use? Uh, Strava and Training Peaks. So Training Peaks is where you get your program for the week. Strava is where you show off that you've achieved X, Y, and Z, I guess. Um, <laughs> And then uh, you compare your PBs and, 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 and it's a camaraderie more than anything else. But mm. I think the number one lesson that I learned from doing IMAN is to redefine your relationship with pain. And I think it's, it's that process of constantly growing your, your, your sort of, I suppose, your, your threshold to what's acceptable to your body and what's not. And that's the process of getting fit, right? So 
the time that you saw, I did an eight kilometer run at 4.46 a kilometer, which for me is really good. It's not my fastest time. I've done a faster time many years ago, but this has been a six month process to get to this place. And it feels amazing. I actually, I'm looking forward to doing another track session, another run where I can push myself through the barriers. And so this redefining the relationship with, with, with the pain is obviously applicable to everything. I mean, mm. whatever we start new, whatever we want to learn, whatever we want to reinvent in ourselves always goes through the process of the sad, the strange, the painful, the, the sort of the, the, the just very like anxious, like angst. There's a lot of angst, you know? In fact, I, I said it in one of my posts is that when I'm running hills and every Tuesday is hill day, the insides of my stomach, it feels like they're being squeezed to try and get as more as much energy out of that food as possible so that I can still be energized for the run. And that's a very visceral, physical, painful feeling that you have to go through. And it's embarrassing to stop running because you have 30 other people you're running with, you know, like all sorts of different people and they're running. So it's not like you can stop mm. you know, so themselves. So it's been a fantastic journey, you know. I've, I've really enjoyed it. I'm really excited about Durban coming up uh, on Sunday, and yeah, so that that's kind of the the the, the top news. Uh, Tell me, um, do you think that that pain gets redefined as we engage and keep pushing forward, or do you think it's something that you stopped at some points and said, "I need to redefine my relationship with pain. I need to like reframe how I think about it." I didn't know that was going to be the case when I started this process. I was just in a lot of pain. Like I said, mm. you know, the first few weekends that we did 40, 60, and 80 kilometers, I'd quite literally sleep the rest of the afternoon. I was just, I was finished. And so I didn't realize that eventually I could do 80 kilometers, 10K run, and, and be absolutely fine, quite literally, absolutely fine. So in that, I realized that my pain threshold had changed, which means that my relationship with pain had changed. So it wasn't me going out to say pain, I'm going to change mm. my relationship with you. It was a fantastic byproduct of, of a commitment to developing the mindset and the, um, wait, what's the word is, is the dedication to the training. Mm. And I think that's the thing is that you do it. You know, you were telling me that you dedicate yourself to writing an hour a day, no matter what. And um, I know other people practice that, and I don't practice that. But in, in this space, you have to dedicate yourself to six days a week training, and you can't tap out. You know, it's uh, you fall behind. And mm. uh, so, yeah, it's been it's been a fascinating process to watch myself mm. and my body evolve into mm. this space. You know, mm. I have two sort of things that pop up for me as you talk about that. Um, the first takes me back to like my physio days, and. Like when you so like um, like it's about ten years ago now, right? Like you you're working with someone in the hospital. They've just come out of a hip replacement, and they are in a ton of pain, right? And the one thing that you want to do when you're in pain that much is you want to take painkillers, get a hot water bottle, and stay very warm and cozy in bed. And that's the exact opposite of what the physio comes and does to you. They like well, you're in pain, but the longer that you keep this hip still, the stiffer it's going to become the more painful you become down the line and the more like um, immobile you will be. So the best thing for you to do in that moment is to take a painkiller and to get yeah. moving, to start pushing through mm. that pain. Mm. And I think what that then kind of segues into is that 
whenever we are trying to improve anything in life, it's always going to come with pain, whether that's going to be psychological pain or physical pain. There's mm, always going to be an mm. element of pain. And ultimately, I think what we have to choose is our pain. You know, mm. you have to choose mm. what kind of pain are you willing to endure? And perhaps to a large extent, the success that you then achieve is in proportion to the amount of pain that you're willing to endure. Yeah, wow, that's a great statement. And, you know, and I think some people naturally don't feel that amount of pain. They're called women because women have the <laughs> threshold of, you know, there's a different to us. But yeah, also, sure. there's also certain men that I know, Steve Uriah from Switch and a good friend of mine. He does not have a pain threshold. I mean, he's just switched it off. He's, maybe he feels it and just ignores it. But there's other people on the, on the training with me, and a guy called George, 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 who is becoming a good friend of mine. But George, 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 which is his name on Instagram. George, 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 he, I can see in his face that he's taking strength. I can see he's in pain, but he just pushes through it. Care. Mm. He's like, just move past. And I think it's that sort of, Definitely for me, I fall into mommy's boy routine and go, no, no, I'm a bit sore, I'm tired, I worked mm -hmm. hard. You can come up with any excuse, right? So, But it's really about uh, allowing yourself the celebration of the pain and achieving mm. that little win through it. And again, we come back to dopamine and serotonin and oxytocin and all these amazing things that your brain secretes when you give it permission to. And uh, the celebration of the small wins is really an important process of my training and has given me the opportunity to, to really just be happy throughout the process, you know, uh, even though I'm going through a bit of pain. And that was that mm. sort of research from Andrew Huberman and uh, Stanford, where they were talking about the prediction, uh, the dopamine prediction error, where we don't give ourselves enough dopamine because we're waiting to finish something rather than on the way there. And mm. that's really helped me because... It's just my internal dialogue while I'm running or while I'm going through pain is not shut up and keep going. It's well done. You know, you're mm. out here. And, and thank your healthy body that you're available and thank the nutrition that you have. It's like I go into a process of thanking every part of me, the nutrition, the process, the trainers, the privilege to have the money to do this. And my God, is it an expensive sport? Jeez, dude, it's unbelievable <laughs> how expensive it is. I have no idea. It's really expensive. So, um, yeah, it's been a Listen, fun I, I, I love that. And um, I'd highly encourage anyone listening to this to go and do a bit of research around dopamine. Um, and specifically, mm. like, um, I think Dr. Huberman's stuff is really great. And mm. it's, it's fascinating how we are driven by this little, like, hormone, you know, called dopamine mm. and everything mm. it does. Um, but listen, before we kind of start wrapping up, there was one other thing that you also mentioned um, in the WhatsApp message to me, which was around a beginner's mind. And how did that sort of apply to you from a triathlete or from an Ironman preparation point of view? Well, obviously, just jumping onto the training program to commit yourself to an Ironman already in itself is you are saying, I don't know anything. I'm about to go through a lot of sweating and angst uh, to get to this final goal. And again, it was the podcast episode we did about our word for the year. And Committing to that word of reinvention gets you to realize that there's many things in your life that you have to reinvent, which means you have to start with the beginner's mind. And again, you know, it's so important to just contextualize your actions. Mm. It's like I am applying myself and my mind and my energy to this. What am I expecting along the way? X, Y, and Z. In other words, pain, 
beginner's mind, having actually knowing nobody in the group. That's also another thing because socially you're the brand new guy and everybody's been there for a bit and now you've got to become friends and build camaraderie and you're the unfittest out of the group. And mm. so there's so many layers to it. But because I'd made that commitment and because I wanted to reinvent body and my fitness levels, that became quite obvious because I expected it and I worked around it. And so beginner's mind and, and, and the ability to make a commitment to suck at something for a period of time until you become good at it is, is really an important process, you know, especially as we're going through this transition and transformation as we are as humanity. And I think it's important for us to pause and understand what we want to be able to stretch and recalibrate in our lives and then how much effort and energy and contextualization to that process do we give ourselves. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's a mind game more than anything mm. else. Um, and your body follows once you've made that commitment, you know, your, your body follows. And Dr. Joe Dispenza always says, you know, your body becomes your mind. Your, mind, your body often tells your mind what to do. And you realize that this is an animal that you have with you from birth who needs to be your servant, not the other way around. And so we often prioritize our body's needs over the what we need to achieve and to break through those processes. And you don't even realize that your body is your mind because you're making these impulsive decisions to tap out because your body's like, nah, I don't feel like doing this. But mm. you're able to now manage that mental state around it, you know. So I'm obviously not saying go to extremes where you're killing yourself, uh, and some athletes absolutely do that. But I think there's 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 places to to do it in a successful and in a proactive, uh, pragmatic way, rather than being so extreme, you know. Actually, you know, just a funny story. I was on Seven O Two yesterday, and I was speaking about modern masculinity, and so I was talking about this ability to have nurturing, conscious, elegant leadership styles where you still have hierarchy, but you have a hierarchy that's built on trust and on love rather than on competition and on the winner takes all, which is what the hierarchy is currently, but should actually go away. You know, we need to build a new one. And some guy wrote a WhatsApp into the thing and he says, what, do you want all men to be wimps? And that's all you're trying to say. And I was like, Hang on a second. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah. Who said you must go from one extreme to the other? You know, you don't have to be extreme at these things. You can just mm. find a happy middle ground where you're pushing yourself a little bit out of your comfort zone. And that little bit of out of your comfort zone just becomes a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And eventually you've really totally invented what your heart and your lungs can do when you're out there running and cycling. Mm. Dude, I love it. Um, thank you very much. I'm not even going to ask any more questions or, or reroute us. I think that was a, a great um sort of conclusion to the session. Um, we've had quite a few people commenting, by the way. I, I was uh, trying to be mindful yes, thank and not you, throwing it up. Oh, one, one nice thing you've done today. One nice thing. Thank you, Eric. That's very nice of you. Why so, you uh, yeah, hey, Rhonda. Had, uh, Rhonda saying hi. Um, Clifford was saying that Martin has launched his book uh, around Christmas time. Uh, we had Sam pop in. Thank you for that. Uh, we had Daniel pop in. He had a few messages, but I think you, you kind of answered it. Uh, he was also asking, you know, why, why you do what you do, like why and what drives you through the effort and the pain. But I think you kind of touched on that through the, the word of the year and all that. Uh, Ella, thank you for joining in as well. And, and that kind of brings us to the end. Uh, dude, any sort of closing thoughts from you? Yeah, look, um, everybody on Sunday, send me some good energy. Uh, <laughs> that's when it's all going down. And uh, I'm sure it's actually going to be live on YouTube. If you look up Ironman Durban 70.3, 
but I'll be posting. I'm actually, okay, you're not allowed your phone, so I won't be able to post, but uh, there'll be some pictures and, uh, yeah, I'm just excited about it. Thank you for everybody for all the messages that I've been receiving and, uh, Please do share this podcast if you think that it could benefit anybody to hear it. Thank you so much for joining us uh, every week. Uh, we're loving all the people that are joining the podcast. And just by the way, we've said this before, but we were in the top 1.5% <laughs> podcast in the world, which is just amazing to think about. So everybody take care of yourself. And once you've done that, please go and take care of somebody else. Eric, over to you. Yeah, listen, um, same thing. You're getting a few good lucks. Uh, dude, I think um, good luck from my side as well. Obviously, we'll chat close to the time as well, but I'm sure you'll smash it. Um, hope you'll be flying the expansive flag high. Yes, of course. Of, of course, course. Of course, because we have yes, those, those yes. kind of things and that, that kind of apparel. Always a pleasure. Um, and always a, a pleasure. great time. Okay. And everyone, thank you so much for, for joining in. Uh, ciao, ciao, good ciao. Luck. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.